the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Heavenly Father, in the scripture as in the hymn, you beckon us to do one thing as this new year has come. You beckon us, stay close to me. And by the working of your spirit, may we do so. May we stay close to you. In his name, amen. Sang that hymn last night, and I was touched by it. Because during the Christmas season, Connie and I and Josh and Rachel and the grandkids were at some place that was very, very busy, very, very packed with people. And Rachel said, Papa, you're in charge of Lucas, and Joshua, you're in charge of Miles. Connie, you're in charge of Cece, and, and I'll be in charge of Elena. And each of us, uh, I knelt down and I looked Lucas in the face and I said, Lucas, stay close to me. And Joshua said the same and Rachel said the same. And Connie said the same to each of the grandchildren. Stay close to me. And we didn't say it lightly when we said it. We were nervous. And then last night, as we sang the hymn, and again this morning, there it is, right there in the hymn, how poignantly and how powerfully and how compassionately does God look at us. 7.6 billion people on the planet, 3 billion that call his name, and he begs us, stay close to me. Don't let sin, don't let addiction, don't let fear, don't let worry, don't let shame, don't let guilt. Don't let anything in that financial realm or the physical realm or the relationship realm, don't let anything separate you from me. Stay close to me. I am your rock and I am your castle. Touched by that hymn last night as it bore echoes of a week earlier. Stay close to me. It is still January, therefore I can still speak about New Year's resolutions. And as I was at LA Fitness yesterday morning and had to wait 20 minutes to get on a machine... I said to myself, give them two more weeks and they'll disappear like they always do. Not too late to talk about resolutions. Your resolutions are in the physical realm. That's easy enough. Diet and exercise. Just need the discipline to do it. Physical realm, 2017, diets and exercise. Then you have the mental and emotional realm. That's more difficult. 
Because I can say to you, reduce your stress, and you say, yeah, right. And I can say to you, reduce the drama in your life, and you can say, yeah, right. That's more difficult. You can handle the diet and the exercise. But as far as reducing stress in your life, there's a lot of components. And as far as reducing drama in your life, there are a lot of components. And then there is a fourth realm, the spiritual realm. And I need not tell you it's the most important realm. I need not recite to you 1 Timothy 4, 8. Physical health is of some value, physical training of some value. But spiritual training and spiritual health is of greater value. It covers the entirety of your life on this earth. And it grants you everlasting life in heaven. Spiritual health. You need to grow continually throughout your life. You are aided in that growth by the circumstances that will come to you in 2017. You are aided in your growth. You are aided in your knowledge of Christ. You are aided in your understanding of Christ. And you are aided in your relationship with Christ by every circumstance that will come to you in the next 365 days minus 15. The circumstances of life, they are placed in front of us by God. They are permitted by God so that we might know Him better, we might understand Him better, and we might develop a relationship with Him that does not decline with the circumstances that come, but rather grows with the circumstances. If God said, Paul, I'll give you circumstance in 2017, I would say to them, I want them to be good. Want them to be good. In 2017, maybe be blessed with a baby. Maybe an engagement. Maybe a marriage. Maybe a dear friend coming into your life. Maybe an advancement at work. Maybe being accepted at the U of I where you're dad went and your grandpa and your great-grandpa. God knows that we need blessed events. He knows that we need our spirits lifted. And when those circumstances come, he would like two words out of our mouth. He would like the two words, thank you. I'm at Alden's the other day. They always have cookies there. So I grab a couple of cookies and I see two little kids, seven, eight years of age. And I give them the cookies. And the mom looks at me and says, thank you. And then she looks at the two children and she says, what do you say to this man? And the seven-year-old says, thank you. And the eight-year-old says, thank you. And I say, you're welcome. When a circumstance comes into your life... God does not want to sit up there in heaven and say, what do you say? What do you say? Some blessing came into your life. Maybe it was an A on your history test. Maybe it was a good score on your test to get into some college. Whatever event in 2017 brings you joy, 
You will not hear a voice from heaven say, What do you say? But we've seen it often enough. When we praise God and we give thanksgiving to Him, it pleases the heart of God. 2017, when the joys come, you have to remember who brought the joy. You have to remember where the blessing came from. And those words, thank you, come out of your lips. And the more you understand where your blessing comes from, the more you know about Christ, the more you understand Him, and the more your relationship with Him grows, the more you say thank you to Him. And then there are the other circumstances that will come. The ones that if God asks you ahead of time, do you want this to happen? You would say to him, absolutely not. Absolutely, do not let that happen. I beg you, do not let that happen. But the Bible says multitudes of times, when the sorrow come, when the trial come, when the storm come, when the fire comes, God permits them for one reason. So you might know him, so you might understand him, and so that you might grow in your relationship with him. The Apostle Paul put it this way, Romans 5, 3. I rejoice in my suffering. I rejoice in my trials. Because those trials produce perseverance. Perseverance in what? Perseverance in your faith in God. The trial came with all its force. And when the trial was happening, there was a peace that came over you and you had no explanation for it. And when the trial was finally over, the worst passed, You were saying, uh, out of your mouth came the words, how can anyone go through this without God? You persevered in your faith. 90% of the people on this earth who don't believe in God, you already know the reason they don't believe in God. The car accident, the cancer in their eight-year-old, some tragedy happened in their life. Or they read just too much in the newspapers about too many things. And they said, God cannot exist. He would not let my eight-year-old have cancer and die. But you persevered. I'm still astonished on Christmas Eve that I saw four people who in the ten months prior had lost children... And they're here on Christmas Eve. And the 30 people I saw who are battling cancer, and they were here on Christmas Eve, they persevered in the faith. Did God send the cancer? Did he send the death? Satan's realm. Second Samuel 14, verse 14. It's Satan's realm. God desires the death of no man. God desires suffering of no man. He devises means whereby those who are separated from him can be brought back to him. I rejoice in my trial 
Because the trial produces perseverance, I will not let go of God. Job said, Job 13, 15, Though God slay me, though God send me a terminal illness and slay me, yet will I trust in him. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Your trial changes you. It is so powerful a thing when you lose a job. It is so powerful a thing when you're diagnosed with MS or Alzheimer's or cancer. It's so powerful a thing when you find out your 18 year old is addicted to cocaine. It is so powerful, it has to change you. You will not be the same after. Suffering produces perseverance in our faith. It produces character. How will it change you? It will make you stronger. How many of you have said to me after something has happened, how many of you have said to me over these years, I did not think I could survive this if it came to me. It came to a person at work. It came to a person on the commuter train. It came to a person in the neighborhood. I said to my husband, if this happened to us, I would die. I would not be able to handle this. And you did. And you came out strong. Because you're walking hand in hand with God. It changes you one other way. It makes you more compassionate. Unless you are just totally lost to life. It makes you more compassionate. How can you see grief in your own life and have been so affected by it? And then see grief in someone else's life and just walk on by as if nothing's going on. Trials produce perseverance, our faith in God. It produces character, strength, courage, hope, mercy, compassion. God will allow blessings in 2017. He wants to hear two words out of Paul Strand's mouth. Thank you. God will allow trials in most of the families in this congregation. You will not escape 365 days without a trial. And when it comes, God will say, I'm here. You will come to know things about God that you would know in no other way if you live 200 years, save by the trial that he has allowed. You will wake up every morning and you will say, God, it cannot take a step today unless you move my feet. And he will. I want to talk about four habits very, very briefly. Four habits as you enter 2017. You already know what they're going to be. If you want to grow in your knowledge, your understanding, and your relationship with Christ, four habits. First one is prayer. September, October, we studied War Room. 350, 400 of you studied War Room. It's all about prayer. I hear there's one or two small groups still in War Room. (laughs) 
God, God bless you for your perseverance, man. <laughs> it's all about prayer. Two types of prayer. Don't be chuckling, I know, yet it's your group. <laughs> Two types of prayer, personal prayer. People say, you can't pray for yourself personally. That's just selfish, man. If you're going to send up prayers to God, let it be about other people, not about yourself. Totally disagree, right? Personal prayer touches the heart of God. Because when you pray to him, you are saying to him, I believe you're real. Hebrews eleven six. what pleases God when you believe that he is real? And what better way to prove that you believe in him than to kneel down and to say, God, I'm praying about myself, my need, my circumstance. And God is up there smiling. He's the one who said, Revelation 3.20, I stand at your door and knock. And if you open the door, and when you pray to him, you're opening the door to God. You're saying, I believe you're real. And I believe every single promise that is in the Bible. I believe every one of the 7,000 promises. And then the other prayer is intercessory, right? Where you pray for someone else. I made a deal with the people here last night. I'm going to make a deal with everyone here this morning. Promise me that you pray for me. Promise me that you pray for Pastor Shawa. That you pray for Principal Gleege. That you pray for our teachers. That you pray for our small group director. That you'll pray for the people on your staff here. Promise me you'll do that. We need that. And I will make you a promise, and I've done it for 29 years. I promise you that I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you, this congregation, every single day. And if you have something going on in your life, I'll pray for you individually and personally. I'll make you that promise. It's intercessory prayer. It's praying for someone else. People you know, people you don't know. Praying for those down there in Gatlinburg. A brutal winter and the fire. Praying for those in Louisiana. Praying for those out west, the forest fires that swept through everything. Praying for the people in Italy, the earthquake. Praying for others. Second habit, reading his word. Reading his word. Talked about last week, this is the playbook. This is the playbook. Has everything in it that you want to know about God and that you want to know about life and that you want to know about circumstances. It's right here. Did you get the Bible app this week? So many of you said you did. Did you get the Bible app? You push the button, there's a verse sitting in front of you every single day. The verse that God wanted for you on that day. Read his word. 7,000 promises are here. You won't know a single one if you don't read his word. 365 times God has promised, do not be afraid, I am with you. One, do not be afraid for every day of the year. 40 times God says in the Bible, if you do nothing else in 2017, just be kind. Forty times he tells us, just be kind to whoever I send across your path. And if you lose a loved one 
in 2017, 153 times in this playbook, he says to you, their illness was not unto death. Alzheimer not stronger than me, cancer not stronger than me, diabetes not stronger than me. Read his word. Thirdly, give. Spend 2017 giving, 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 giving. Spend 2017 giving. Lucas was always saying to Elena, a four-year-old to a two-and-a-half-year-old, mine, that was his favorite word, mine, 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 anything she had, mine. There came a day a year ago when he walks out of the kitchen with a toy, and he walks up to her and he says, yours. And she threw her arms around him, gave him such a hug that she knocked him over, and they just started giggling. He said, yours. When you give, you're saying to God, yours. Paycheck is yours. I'll keep 90%, give you 10. My time is yours. I'll use it for others. Do a lot of giving this year. The most unhealthy thing you'll ever do is to look at the person in the mirror you saw this morning and live for that person. That's the most unhealthy thing you'll do. The most healthy thing you will do is giving of yourself to others. He needs an apple pie and he needs a meal because his wife has been in the hospital for three weeks. He also needs his driveway shoveled because he's 85. Feed my starving children, Compassion International. Give! Share a story with you and then I'm done. If you've lost a child, there are two days that are horrible days. Until you go to heaven, there's two days that are horrible days. One is their birthday, one is the day they pass to heaven. Just a slam dunk on that. Until you go to heaven. You know what I'm talking about. There is one extra day for Paul Stratton. That extra day is January 10th. It's 12 years, but it's like it was yesterday. January 10th was the day that John started his radiation and chemotherapy treatments for his brain cancer. 12 years ago, it seems like yesterday. And that night after those treatments, 9.30 at night, there's a huge crash in the kitchen. And Connie and I go running in and there's a plate of food all over the place and there's a glass that's broken. And there's Jonathan having a grand mal seizure on the kitchen floor. And he has four or five of them there at Payless Hospital. And the doctor said, if we can't stop him, if he has one more, he'll die. I will never forget January 10th. It sits in my head, those pictures. January 10th came this year, and I just couldn't get out of bed. I said, I'm going to just take the day off. I just don't have any strength to do anything. And as I lay in bed, I started thinking about Katrina Klaus. And I started to pray for her and her parents. 
And I thought of Jessica Becker, whose mom and sister passed at the same moment, started to pray for her. And I thought about Pat DeGrado, whose 34-year-old died of leukemia after having it for three months. And I started praying for her. And I prayed for Stacy Soroka, and I prayed for these parents who've lost children. And you know what happened to me? I got out of bed just fine. Because all of a sudden, it wasn't about me. I was giving of my thoughts and prayers and energy to someone else. Prayer, read his word, give. And then be in fellowship with others. Join a small group. Let someone's Christian life touch yours. Let someone's Christian story touch yours. Small groups, men's group, join one. God will visit you through the people he places amongst you. That's all. New Year's resolutions, 2017. As God says to each of us, stay close to me. And by the Spirit's grace, we shall. In his name, amen. Would you rise as we pray? Lord, the four adults were nervous when we said that to the children. Stay close to me. And you're up there in heaven and you realize all the things that can distract us. In 2017, the fears and the worries and the shame and the guilt, let alone the sin and the addictions. Heavenly Father, by your Spirit, may we drink of the living waters that when we drink of them, we'll never thirst again. We will have grown so close to you that your peace will become ours no matter what circumstance we face, your peace will become ours. In our Lord's name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.